lecture notes, true wisdom, and the examined life. Before we get started, I want to note that there is a required video from Wireless Philosophy on the examined life embedded in the lecture notes on Canvas. One of the themes that arises in the course of Apology, which again, remember, is a dialogue written by Plato recounting the trial and death of Socrates, is the idea of true wisdom. In his speech to the jurors, Socrates recounts a story. He says that his friend Sheriffon went to the Oracle of Delphi, sort of like a prophet, and asked the Oracle to tell him whether there was any person wiser than Socrates. And the Oracle said, no, there's no one wiser than Socrates. Yes, it's, it's all very, very mirror, mirror on the wall. Then, narrates Socrates, when I hear the Oracle's answer, I said to myself, what can the God mean? And what is the interpretation of his riddle? For I know that I have no wisdom, small or great. What then can he mean when he says that I am the wisest of men? After long consideration, I thought of a method of trying the question. I reflected that if I could only find a man wiser than myself, then I might go to the God with a refutation in my hand. I should say to him, here is a man who is wiser than I am, but you said that I was the wisest. Accordingly, I went to one who had the reputation of wisdom and observed him. And the result was as follows. When I began to talk to him, I could not help thinking that he was not really wise, although he was thought wise by man. Then I went to another who had still higher pretensions to wisdom, and my conclusion was exactly the same. Then I went to one man after another. The result of my mission was just this. I found the men most in repute were all but the most foolish, and that others less esteemed were really wiser and better. The truth O men of Athens, is that God only is wise. He, O men, is wisest who, like Socrates, knows that his wisdom is in truth worth nothing. In other words, Socrates is saying that although he first agreed or disagreed with the oracle, he ended up coming to agree with the oracle that he is the wisest of men because Socrates was the only person around willing to admit that he did not have wisdom. This is known as Socratic ignorance. And the idea behind Socratic ignorance is that true wisdom is being aware of one's ignorance or lack of wisdom. Now, as you've already seen, this does not mean that Socrates doesn't care about wisdom or that he's taking a lazy attitude towards the truth. To the contrary, the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge is at the heart of Socrates' life. However, he is simply saying that humans who claim to be confident and certain of their great wisdom and knowledge are in fact less wise than those that recognize how limited and fallible their knowledge actually is. In modern terms, we might say that Socrates is embracing the virtue of intellectual humility. Just like a humble person doesn't overestimate their abilities and is aware of how much growing they still have to do, so too an intellectually humble person is humble when it comes to intellect and knowledge. They are open to the idea that they might have false beliefs, willing to consider new perspectives and ideas, and keenly aware that wisdom is not something you acquire once and for all, but rather that wisdom is the task of a lifetime and we should never stop asking questions and seeking to learn more. Part two, the examined life. You already know 
that Socrates was sentenced to death at the end of his trial. After his sentencing, Socrates told the jurors, daily discourse about virtue and of those other things about which you hear me examining myself and others is the greatest good of man and the unexamined life is not worth living. There are two main things we need to unpack here. One, why the unexamined life is not worth living. Two, what Socrates means by examination. Hopefully you noticed from the required video above that the unexamined life is not worth living is a little bit misleading as a translation. Probably a better way to translate this phrase is to say, you're missing out on an essential aspect of a good human life if you live an unexamined life. Well, what are you missing out on? For that, we have to go back to Socrates' emphasis on knowledge and virtue, discussed on the previous page of lecture notes. Perhaps fittingly, what it means to live an examined life is somewhat up for debate. One plausible interpretation of the examined life is that we are all called to reflect upon what we believe, account for what we know and do not know, and generally speaking, to seek out, live in accordance with, and defend those views that make for a well-lived and meaningful life, from Ambery articles titled Socrates. Other people emphasize that living an examined life means not just believing things just because authorities or traditions say you should. Popularity is not enough to make something right or true. Finally, it seems that Socrates' views on the unexamined life tie back into his views about knowledge and virtue. As your textbook helpfully highlights, an unexamined life harms one's soul on Socrates' view. Knowing the right thing to do means desiring the right thing to do and living in virtue. And remember again that Socrates holds that nothing can harm the virtuous person. In an upcoming writing assignment, you'll have the opportunity to reflect yourself on what it means to live an examined life, and in particular you'll have the opportunity to consider how modern technology makes it easier, or harder, to live an examined life.